This is Marcos from Tomorrow's June. This episode of Voice Parties was sponsored by All Roads Garage Doors. Call now at 510-375-8756. All Roads Garage Doors. Get your garage door needs at All Roads. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the grand public, <laughs> we have an an author um, right here on our show, and um, the title is Renewed, Restored, Reassembled. He's good at this kind of thing. That's why I don't. I can't really do that. Please, you know? authoress, introduce yourself to our listening public. Gee, thank you so much. <laughs> Noemi Guerra. Uh, translation is Delightful War. Um, previously known as Noemi Orozco Martinez for like 29 years of my life. What, wait, what, what did you say? Delightful? War. That's your... That's what my name means. My okay. na- oh. Noemi means delightful. Okay. And my last name, Guerra, is war. So oh, delightful sure. war. And it also wow, means nice. faith without religion. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Delightful war. I didn't know that's what Noemi meant. <laughs> and faith without religion. Those are two opposing. Those. That's some nice juxtaposition right there. Okay. Delightful war. Like I had such fun subjugating the other people under my boot heel. It was great. There was candy. There was great. There was great spoils. A lot. A lot of drink. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. This is a stacked book. It is. Hey, hey, we were just talking about it, but. Um, you, this is your life story right since you were a baby to since i can so remember you sit down on that couch no, just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before but yes until september 22nd of 2019 which is my 30th birthday oh, was wow. my oh excuse me my 30th 30th so, so how long i know you we, we asked but i gotta ask you on here how long did it take you to to, to write this again so uh, this is a lot it is you know? <laughs> April of 2019. Um, the first uh, submission we did was July 25th, which was my son's second birthday. Okay. And I had to go back, as he mentioned, and rewrite a few more things. And that was submitted September 22nd, which was my 30th. Rewrite why, though? Like, if you don't mind me asking, um, is it just, no, I had, touched on it, but. I had to go write because. It impacted me um, when the book came out, okay. and I'll so there's t- earlier editions before this one. No, no, no. Oh no. No, okay. the the it, when I uh, published it in July 25th, I had a couple of pre-orders. Mm. One of those pre-orders um, had a impact, which was my sister, my own sister. Our our relationship got uh, distorted. Because she read some things on the book. She didn't read the whole book. She didn't read my whole story. She went directly to where she knew it was about her. Yeah. And she felt how she felt. And that made me feel some kind of way. Oh. So I was also doing um, YouTube videos. The Life of War yeah. in YouTube. And I stopped. One, because our iPod shattered. <laughs> and the other one, because... My sister, out of all people, felt so strongly. Um, she felt so hurt, as she told me. And it hurt me. Because the last thing I wanted to do with this book is hurt anybody. Yeah, It's meant to help people, if anything. It's meant for someone to read a, a, a basic story of a girl who grew up in Richmond. If yeah. anybody knows Richmond, you know you go through a lot just by living there, period. Yeah. Let alone growing up with a single mother. 
um, it's a lot. It's a lot to the story. Just you know, someone's life. You can't just bottle it up in a in a in a paragraph. And that's exactly yeah. what she did. She uh, she read a paragraph about her and her husband, and she that that was it. And it 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 hurted our relationship because our relationship wasn't tight. Is Be- someone she's still with? Yes. Oh, okay. Our relationship wasn't tight to begin with. We were already trying to reconstruct it. So with this happening. It kind of took us back to square one, mm. which, you know, um, I'm okay with yeah. because after I went back and I rewrote and I expressed my feelings, I expressed how she made me feel and how that put a hold in my life. And after I was able to let go and I was able to put it in how I did everything else, I felt peace Yeah. because I know that sometimes there are seasons and people are going to come in your life and they're going to go out of your life. And it doesn't matter who it is, because you know what, when you're in line with God, you feel peace. Right. Yeah. I got to say that this, this, it, would you call it a memoir or a biography? Autobiography. Autobiography. Mm-hmm. Now this, this, I was looking at it. It's, it's over 500 pages long and I have so much respect for its volume. You've got, this is usually like at the amount of pages you have in here. Like, I don't know if you familiar with uh, fantasy or science fiction publications yeah, yeah. but the way they work is you see your first book in a trilogy starts off maybe 200 300 pages but as the books continue in a series they get thicker because there's more and more characters there's more and more lore like someone's building a world what you have here is volume two potentially <laughs> in a fantasy set but it's all about you yeah, i'm looking forward to diving into this myself Thank honestly you. like I wanted to go back to what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Is, did you can did he at one point did you think about just sticking to what you had originally wrote and like? I mean, oh, I know you said you, you apologies. I didn't rewrite anything. I added to it. Oh, you added to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't go back and change oh, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. because okay, my life I, is my life. Oh, yeah, no, right, no, no, no. Right, right. I can't go alter anything yeah, because yeah, yeah. it already happened. Okay, that's what I. Um, if anything, I, I added yeah. more to it okay. because. I probably remembered something as I was, you know, writing and I say, oh, you forgot to add this. Yeah. So I'll go back and redo it. Okay. So no, 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 nothing was rewritten. Oh, okay, no. Okay. <laughs> Every, I mean, I, I, get, I yeah. don't want to, because I want people to read it. And, Definitely. And out, but I was, I, I wanted, I mean, uh, was it something? Well, <laughs> See, I, I could tell I, you, let me tell you, okay. I, you're probably thinking how, what made you start or how did it start? Yeah. Like, okay. is it, does it, did it, is it something that like affected her marriage? Um, I don't think, I think it was just that they were both mentioned in the uh, book. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I went, when, when that happened, when she got hurt, I went back and mm-hmm. I read what she read. Okay. I see does that make sense? And I prayed about it. Mm-hmm. I cried about it. Um, heck i didn't write and i didn't um do videos for a while i told myself like no this is not me like Mm -hmm. this is not why you were assigned to write the book Mm -hmm. so i got out of my feelings Mm -hmm. out of my own personal feelings wrote them in there and that's it that's all i have peace i love my sister and i know our relationship is going to get distorted when the time's right yeah i i don't (sighs) let me tell you um the person that my family is used to yeah or the person that people are used to that grew up with me that know me even even last year i'm not the same person and i could tell you like it 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 shows in the way i am the way i speak um just just to 
give you an example. I was at work the other day. Somebody asked me, where are you from? I said, Richmond. They looked at me sideways. They said, you don't sound like you're from Richmond. You don't look like you're from Richmond. How am I supposed to sound? Like, you know, um, a lot of people can't. Um, you just lift your shirt. There's a sound like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. Um, no, I, I'm working on having uh, inspeccable speech. Um, and that uh, is not known. Uh, well, I'm not going to say it's not known in Richmond because a lot of people, you know, speak you know, however they'd mm. like, but growing up in the hill and growing up where I grew up, uh, what people tend to call the hood, mm. Easter Hill, Easter Hill, yeah. the hill. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, it was just Latinos and, um, African-American black. I call Brown. I mean, you know, yeah. to me is like, if you read about me, you'll see that I got fully connected to my roots at this age. And, you mm. know, we could talk for days. I tell you that, you know, if I would have known the information as a child that I know now, yeah, Whew, I probably would have been, you know, podcasting a long time ago. <laughs> no, it's it's because um, growing up in the hill, one I one of grew, my best friends is from the hill. Oh, that's yeah, what's up. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that's it for sure. I um, I had um, real girl issues. I grew up without a dad. I'm not saying those were my issues, but that's one of the things that impacted my life. I also um, grew up as the youngest sibling. Um, so my brother was more in like um, Chicano culture, kind of, you know, like brown pride, all mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. um, kicking it with, you know, gangsters, mm -hmm. you know, just Chola people. Life. I mean, you know, but yeah. he wasn't a cholo. He wasn't banging. He was oh, just, yeah. you know, there. Okay, okay, my sister was more, you know, with her friends. But also, like, growing up where we grew up, we weren't told that brown was pretty. Mm -hmm. You're not told yeah. whew, that your skin tone, to accept yourself for who you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... Uh, Light-skinned people were pretty. And hello. Dark, yeah, and the dark people. And yeah. I was darker as a kid, believe it or not. So I was the, the darkest in my family, and I used to made I used to be made fun of for it. Mm -hmm. Mind you, probably my siblings... Ooh, emotional much. Uh, my siblings probably didn't think that impacted me at all. Mm -hmm. It did a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot. Um, to not know our history, that our ancestors were here before the men of steel came yep. and, you know, slaughtered everything. Yep. It's a lot to not know your history and your roots because you, you, you carry all these generational things that you have no idea where they come from, you know? And yeah. then... Again, you know, I know I'm probably speaking on a different level, but, you know, once you tap into, you know, spiritual and you realize that, you know, um, we're all the same. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and like a lot of it, like, the, like basically, we, no one can hurt you like the people that love you. Oh, I mean, you, you know, can say that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all, you know, and other people suffer with the same things, but on a different level, you know, like definitely no one's exempt. No, no, mm -hmm. no. So I think that's 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 why it hurts more when it's like someone in your family telling you certain things like, you know, like, hey, pinche gordo, ven pa acá. Like, oh. <laughs> that, that was my nickname. You know? Oh, yeah? Gorda. Gorda. Oh, you were. I, I, well, I didn't think I was, oh, okay, but okay. I all my life yeah. I was that. Yeah. You know, and whether whether you take it as a joke or not, being called fat every day, it kind of yeah where's stabs on you? you a little oh, yeah. you know day by day you For know sure. and and it, it's all in there i didn't shy away from anything i'll tell you um he <laughs> if if anything you know um 
uh, I would want to know how it impacted my husband because I'm his wife. And, yeah. you know, that's until, you know, God wants, of course. <laughs> and he, he mentioned that, like, you know, a lot Definitely. of guys wouldn't want to hear what, you know, their, their their woman's passing. I mean, ego will allow you not to, but like, you know. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, really? I'm telling you personally, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm not proud of a lot of things I did in my early 20s, okay. but I didn't shy away from anything. Right, yeah. Nothing at hard? all. Was that yeah, hard? Very hard. Crying with boogers down my nose. While you're writing? While I'm typing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I had to. I had to. <laughs> He's confirming that. Yes, <laughs> I had true. to, and at times I would tell myself, like, no, 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 I don't want to, and I'd go back in. Why are you doing it? Mm. I'm not doing it for me. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I, I wrote it not to say I'm an author. I'm barely embracing that. Mm. Like he said, you know, like, it, yeah, it kind of like, oh snap, that's me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, no, I did it just for that, um, to glorify um. Did you God, second guess period. sometimes? Like I did. Guess, oh, like, oh I boy, I doubted I myself so much, yeah. so much to the T. Like, I don't want to like, put this out there. Yeah. Who, tell me, uh, all the people you know, yeah. who would want to write all their flaws, whoever they slept with, whoever they hurt, whoever wronged them, how many times they've lied, how many, every single thing that people shy away from. Yeah. I didn't. I'm Shit. naked and unashamed mm. because God made me that way. Mm-hmm. And I was not this person before. That's a for sure. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a for sure thing. I right naked and ashamed. Naked and unashamed because you know um, it takes somebody to help other people. Yeah. And if I could be an example, you could read all my mistakes and read everything and read how I am now. Then you know, praise God because. That's man, that's brave because you know what? Like me, I can sometimes hide the truth in a joke because I do stand up. Yeah. You know, I can hide the truth that I put out there in a joke, like, oh, it's just a joke, you know? Right. And then no one has to know. But when it's a book and it's an autobiography, like, oof, like that's going to be out there for the world forever, like in right. this cloud of consciousness of people that's that right. know it. And like, it's got to be hard to it, to. it is to swallow, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially because. You know, you think, oh, my God, people that know you are going to read it. Yeah. People that don't know you but are going to know you're going to read it. Like, you know, you start thinking a lot of things. And um, one of those was my daughter reading it. My daughter knowing me from since I was young up until now. um, I think it's helped our relationship a lot because me being sick for the past. Well, let me say, let me jump into where he stopped. Mm -hmm. So July of 16, I got sick. Uh, my stomach uh, used to hurt a lot. I was in a lot of pain. And then I uh, could barely take, what, four or five bites out of a meal. Wow. And that was all I could eat. Mm. Um, barely a couple of sips of water. I would go to the doctor and, oh, go get, um, go to the, the GI department. We went to the specialist. Um, and they did a colonoscopy and endoscopy. Um, we had our, after, wait. Yeah, the surgeries came after my son. But the day we found out of uh, my son was coming, November 22nd of 2016, um, my husband took me into the ER because I was in a lot of pain. So we thought it was my appendix, and we are like, oh, my God, you know. So the doctor was like, nope. They did a pregnancy test, and they said, well, you're very much pregnant. And I kind of looked at him like, hey, you're going to be a dad. And we're both like crying. And then they said, hey, your uh, gallbladder is acting up. So I had I was faced with a decision. So either I had the surgery, which meant, you know, no more pain, but also meant no son. Oh, jeez. So I stayed with my pain through my pregnancy, which was 
if I'm being honest, a total nightmare um, because mm. I was in pain and also trying to give life to this baby, which, you know, impacted all parts of me. To this day? To this day, yeah, of course. Uh, whew, you know, um, I I got postpartum with my son. Like mm-hmm. my husband um, said, I couldn't swaddle him. The pain yeah. after after I had him, the pain um, wouldn't go away. It was there. So then I had um, then in October of seventeen, he had to rush me in to get um, was it seventeen eighteen seventeen right? Um, no, not yeah because he was born in july so in october i got rushed in to get my appendix taken out and we thought it was going to be my gallbladder but they're like no it's my appendix so and at the time i'm in the hospital and he ran to go get my daughter and my nephew from school and they're calling him like hey she's about to go into surgery so he's like okay it's her gallbladder they're like no it's her appendix and he's like what so anyway we go through that surgery and then in March, I got my gallbladder taken out. But before that, in November, I had a lead procedure done because, you know, I don't know if you know what a lead procedure is. No. Okay, so it's basically um, they take a, a scar tissue out of your private area. It's a female, so you won't get cervical cancer. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's a screening. Okay, yeah. And um, after that, it was my gallbladder in March. So, ugh. Yeah. Then after that, we were still dealing with the prolapse. So basically my bladder dropped in a way. So it's not where it's supposed to be. So, um, you know, it's an inner issue that, you know, I could walk around with a smile on my face, but in my head I could be irritated as heck because I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably more female, you know, will relate more or so, but you know, it's just things that I was dealing with. Um, I was very much depressed through, through this period of time. Um, Sounds like a lot. (laughs) It's it's a whole lot. Um, When I gave birth to my son, I was 220 pounds. I lost. Right now, I'm at like 130. I didn't do no exercise. I didn't do nothing to to lose the weight. So I tell you, um, my husband actually sent me a post earlier that said... um, body made by god or something like that and i was like that's me because Mm -hmm. i i didn't do no exercise i didn't do anything i tell you what i did do april 7th of 2019 i jumped in uh the shower i was tired i was in pain i was irritated frustrated i didn't know what else to do (coughs) i was holding on my job by a thread yeah it was it was it was what 19 so that started 2016 so it was already past three years and mentally, I was to the almost breaking point to have a breakdown. So I jumped in the shower. I'm in the shower and I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I, I'm praying. I said, Lord, I know you heal. I know you heal. And through the blood of Christ, I'm going to be healed. So within my prayers, um, I received the word. Um, Naaman, you know the story of Naaman? Mm-hmm. Okay, how he had to jump in the Jordan River seven times to get healed from leprosy. Yes. Oh. So my heart was full of leprosy. Ouch. I had embodied, embottled every hurt that I had dealt with through all the sickness that I was going through. I'm talking about family, friends, myself, me, me being jealous of my own husband for taking care of my son because I couldn't do it. Yeah. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah something else especially as a mother like you know i know that's gotta be very and and um i tell you i um i introduced myself to my son uh, last year in may i believe 
May of 2019. So in April 7th, oh, when I was in, when I was in the shower, um, I, I had to forgive everybody by name without an apology, without anything. And it was like, God gave me like a, a, a whole rundown of my whole life. Why you went through this, why you went through that, why this, why that. So I jumped in seven times, gripping my stomach through the blood of Christ. I'm healed. I know. And, and it was something that I knew that I know that I know. And it's something that nobody can change you. When your faith and your beliefs, if you're, you know, firmly in a, in a solid foundation, nobody could change that. And um, I guess I believed. <laughs> and once I got out the shower, I'll tell you, guess what? Strictly to my daughter's room, I said, hey, guess what? Your mom's back. And I had to say your mom's back because my health took a toll on our relationship, took a toll on her faith, took a toll on her, on the whole family, but individually. Did it cause problems between you guys? Not at all. No, okay, okay. That's at all. That's, that's the one thing. And that's why I tell him he's heaven sent. That's the one thing that throughout the whole time, I would look at him dead in his face and tell him, thank you. Yeah. Thank you because not once have we pointed the finger at each other. Yeah. Not once have we said, this is your fault. This is why we're here. Right. Not at all. He actually shared a meal with me for two years. So he would serve himself a plate. Well, us a plate. And he would tell me, you know, eat what you can and I'll finish. Just a few months ago, we stopped doing that. Wow. Even after you were already. Even after it was kind of like we, we had it. And I was like, you know what? Because I know he eats. You yeah. know, I know my yeah. husband. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he's, you know, but. And um, and I'm, I'm, ga I'm getting more appetite now. Yeah. I'm, I'm gaining, you know. Um, I'm not saying I'm gaining weight because Healthy I'm weight. not. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm eating more. Right, so it's right. good. It's wonderful. Like, I turn around and be like, I'm hungry. And I know he loves hearing that because it was at some point it used to break him, me telling him I'm not hungry or I can't eat. Wow. Yeah. You'd be scared to be hungry. You'd be, he said you'd be scared to, to eat. That's because of the pain. Because of the pain, mm -hmm. and, and and so he went. He was there with you through the through it all. I know that's yeah. That bringing like, it. Like, we had like, the holidays with the family, and they looking at her funny, and I'm really looking at them like she's in pain. Yeah. And they like, oh, okay. And it's like I don't know what they've been going through. You know what I mean? Like man like yeah. scared to eat we like you know you scared to take that next shot you know because you don't know what's gonna happen yeah she was scared to just take that next bite you know what i mean like doctors can't tell you what to do they tell you just go ahead and try different shit and try <laughs> eat that try and eat that try and eat that man i don't want to eat nothing but you telling me to try different shit mm -hmm. man i wanted to bust a whole bunch of doctors over the head uh man i imagine a few doctors laying there bloody headed you know what i mean just cause you can't <laughs> tell us nothing you know what I mean? And, and, and this is that gentle voice that y'all just fell in love with a second ago. You know what I mean? Like, it was bad, bro. Like, like depression. Like, real, like, you know, we don't know what, you know. I just picture you beating the shit out of a dinosaur. <laughs> See, that's the bear. You know what I mean? Bear, yeah. The bear eats meat. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, so, how long was it of you not being able to eat at all? Like, because that... So it started in July of 2016. Um, I was able to eat a little bit more when I was like five months pregnant. Okay. Because all through my pregnancy, I was throwing up every day. Wow. My morning sickness did not stop. Did, was there complications with the baby? No. No? No, no my baby, he was fine. He was fine. <laughs> he was fine. But, well, go ahead. Like, um, you know, we're heading into work. Everything was going to be a regular day. We pull over on the 80 by Ashby. She's throwing up out the car. Her hands start shaking. 
She don't know what's going on. I probably shouldn't even tell this story right now. I'm just interject with this story. So uh, we pull over on Ashby. You know, she's throwing up out not to get, you know, gruesome or nothing. But she's throwing up out the, out the door, you know, all that. We jump back in the car. Her hands start locking up because her body's going into shock from throwing up so much. It's early morning. She ain't ate nothing. You know, her, she's pregnant. We're like three months pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the 80. I jammed to Oakland. I got to get to Kaiser. You know what I mean? Um I'm, I'm trying to get up Broadway. I'm trying to turn. You know, there's one way. She's like, stop turning so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not listening. I'm running red lights. And we pull up to uh, ER at Kaiser. I literally throw her over my shoulder. I mm-hmm. didn't think, damn, I just threw my pregnant wife over my shoulder. That's her belly bouncing up and down on my big old shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I run into the doors. They're like, bro, we got her. We sit her down mm-hmm. in, the, in, a, in a wheelchair. And um, I walk outside and I break down like I got her in the building. I don't know what's going to happen. They got her. You feel me? And I don't know what's going to happen. And um, yeah, man, we spent uh, the whole day there that day. The whole day. My mom and sister came, mm-hmm. you know, just took care of us. And uh, that was from man, the gallbladder? The gallbladder? I think, you know, now replaying back, I think it might have been the gallbladder because um, at the time, the pain, they couldn't really detect it. Well, they had detected, they said the gallbladder wasn't really working. But because I didn't get surgery, yeah. I had to, you know, just process it. And um, I started hyperventilating. And, um, yeah, that, that, that whole uh, portion of it, when we found out we were pregnant up until around that area, it was kind of scary because at first they were like, oh, the baby's not where he's supposed to be. Or, oh, it's a possible miscarriage or something. Oh, yeah, so that was like the first the first thing we had mm-hmm. with the pregnancy, along with the, the pain and not being able to eat. So at times, mentally, I would think I wasn't nurturing my baby enough. Yeah. I had to go to therapy. I had to go to mommy and me when I had my son because I literally, you know... Mental health is real. Yeah. Very yeah. real. And, and a lot of people. Dis- depression is real. <laughs> very real. Yeah. A lot of people shy away from it. I'm not shying away from anything. There's like two chapters in there labeled depression. Right. Because it, it's a lot what you go through, mm-hmm. um, especially when you've been abused um, verbally, sexually, whatever abuse you've been through. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, certain things as you grow up, you know, as a kid that traumatize you and you never speak on it and yeah. you grow up with it. And now you have these issues and you can't pinpoint where they come from. But it's because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a lot of things. Like I tell you, I didn't shy away from anything, but our 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 life has been very, very much um genuine Mm -hmm. and i say that because the situations that we've been in i've i've known of relationships breaking up oh yeah um you know being being close to almost getting evicted and then having a 60-day notice and you know um he had to lose what he got rid of uh two three jobs i think because of my health and that's not an easy thing coming from him being established and stable in one employment for, you know, so long. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of criticism, a lot of talk, a lot of backlash from my family, his family, for him not working, um, for me being sick and not fully being able to work. They didn't actually say that. But right, yeah. I mean, what was the mm-hmm. reason? Yeah. You know, it yeah. was my health. And um, I got a quick question. You just, sure. just go ahead. So all this, he knew you basically this all this you told him i'm sure before you know no as i was writing he was reading uh, oh so he didn't know all of it not not everything i mean of course as a relationship you get to know people right right but even things that 
I would shy from myself yeah. are in the book. Okay. So he there's some things that were new to him as he was reading. Right. Um, not everything, of course, because you know some things he, you know, lived with me. Right. But um, before that, you know, I was uh, a single mother for nine years. When I met him, you know, um, it was kind of. I don't know. I guess it was divine intervention, you could say. Yeah. Because I wasn't looking for anybody. I was celibate in church. I oh, okay. I was a uh, a youth leader, and I was in the pastoral discipleship. So I was like fully had already, you know, with God. Like, hey, wherever you lead me, <laughs> that's where I'm gonna committed. be committed. Committed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the enemy stroke. Uh, I met him August of thirteen. August of thirteen, I think, and. October 30th of 13, I got abused. Oh. Yeah. So, I fell in depression for some time. Even got suicidal. I abused narcos. I was not, I was careless, yeah. mentally, not caring. Um, praise God, he took me out of that. <laughs> and um, now I'm able to speak about it. I'm able to tell it. I'm actually working on something that... It's uh, a hard pill to swallow, but have you ever been raped? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. I thought you were. No, asking sorry, me I'm not asking you. <laughs> I apologize. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, uh, <laughs> but it made you think, didn't it? I mean, I yeah. passed, passed out in places. I was like, wait. I thought I thought you like no. were asking me. Yeah, sorry. No, I um, you know um, a lot of women have not just women let me just say people right a lot of people have lost their lives because of that a lot of people have failed into drug addictions because of that they don't know how to deal with it let alone how to take your mind out of that you know and um oh yeah we just talked about it earlier yeah and you know um it's it's tough because um of course that doesn't define me Mm -hmm. but did i think that way before yeah you know did I feel guilt and shame even though it wasn't my fault? I did. And I know everybody goes through that. Whether you're a female or a male, yeah. your mind plays these tricks on you where I had to go to therapy. I had to. I, I They put me on antidepressants for about a month. I didn't feel myself and I took myself out of them. I said, no, this is not me. Um, I started writing, which actually um, lost that laptop, but I somehow want to get it back because there's some good information in there Mm -hmm. i was able to allow my inner self to express how i felt about him about what he did to me about me and how i felt and how i felt like something was ripped i couldn't do anything i was trapped i felt trapped on my own body and it's something that mentally it, it 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 strips you from a lot of power a lot of power right whether you might physically look okay you're not and um i couldn't hold on to my church duties i couldn't hold on to none of that so i stopped going to church Mm -hmm. i stopped going to church um i was still praying but my spirit or my faith wasn't intact it wasn't where it was supposed to be and and you know how it was i guess so so you question did you question your faith a little bit or you just got away from there because of you just don't want to be around people um the way it happened was when it, when it the day it happened, I didn't tell nobody. I I was um, kind of in shock, you know, yeah. like what what's going on. Uh, the most shocking thing was that I knew this person. You know, it wasn't like a stranger or anything. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what happened. I didn't want to call it that. I didn't want to label myself 
as that. So a lot of things happen within that. I feel dirty, so I went in a shower, which is what they tell you not to do. Don't shower. You're supposed to call the cops and blah, 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 blah. But you don't think of that yeah. at that moment. Right. I didn't do a police report until a week later. And I only did it because um, my brother and the pastors at the time were encouraging me, like, well, you know, you have to pursue. Yeah. I did. And that was scary as hell. It, it's You're being interrogated and going have to replay and replay again what you went through, which is not uh, an experience you want to replay in your head. Oh, yeah. So at the time when I'm in therapy, they 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 use on me what um, the soldiers use. I forget what's the term of it. It's a D or something. I forget. But anyway, it's it's kind of like declassified, a, um, not declassified. No, no it's that's way off. It, it's 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 like a, um. Yeah, they change. They change. Um, it, it's it's a therapy okay. where they basically you close your eyes and you're hearing like a like a bell kind of. Oh, but um, you're going back to like hypnosis, kind of. Not hypnosis. Not hypnosis. You're you're fully intact, yeah. but mentally you're taking back to that day. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. And as you're reliving the story, yeah, you implement something. So for me, it was a jaguar, a black jaguar. So. In my oh. mind, yeah, I'll tell you this because you can read about it. But in yeah. my mind, when that day comes, whenever my mind tries to remind me of that day, um, I'm in the backseat of the car, but there's a Jaguar there. And when he tries to come at me, the Jaguar gets his head. Uh, hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was through the therapy. Yeah. Yeah. That your mind put that jaguar in this that's right and did that kind of uh hmm. i'm just i'm just thinking about like is that like it happened no i know it happened i know i know i went through it yeah and everything but when i go back to replay it in my head all that pain and all that hurt yeah doesn't get to me because that jaguar, the jaguar so that's like a little guardian angel that's type right. of thing that's, that's there right. to protect you from it, especially from reliving it that's again. right it's a catharsis yeah yeah well that's that's uh it's kind of beautiful in a way that, yeah. that, that that's there i mean i've never heard of that like that before i've heard of it in, in other aspects mm-hmm. and what hmm, what what well i i mean i guess i i don't I, whenever something like this is brought up, I'm always like kind of afraid of asking for details. Like, I mean, you no, provided a lot I, of details. I tell you, um, but like, was 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 uh, justice served finally? No, or? no, oh. the case was closed. Oh, and for years I wanted to get a report. For years, I, I I need to get that report. I need to get that report. And God cleared me from all that. I don't need a report. Mm-hmm. He could say whatever he wants to say. Mm-hmm. He could say that he didn't do it. Yeah. I was there. I know he did it. I healed from it and I just want to help other people because I know a lot of people don't speak up because yeah. they're scared. Right. They scare they're scared of the backlash. Well, yeah. what were you doing? Well, you shouldn't have been there. Or, oh, you shouldn't have done this. Or even worse, what were you wearing? Yeah. And you, and the fact that your 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 church supported you in that is I've heard some stories where women are just Oh, no, you know, no, no. They flip it around and they're like, "Oh, it was it your, you know, but it sounds like they backed you up." Or no, am I wrong? Let, no, no, no. They let didn't? me tell you. They backed me up in telling me to go. Um. But the conversation I had with them hurt me because mm. his wife, as you mentioned, what were you wearing? She didn't say that, but she said, can someone get raped without having all their clothes off? That was her question to me. So 
the same, your face expression was mine. Like, wait, what? So it shell shocked me because as right now, like a, a woman telling another woman, I didn't want to tell her like, no, you just need your bottom parts to, you know, I don't need to get there. But the conversation that happened between us did impact me. It hurt me that it was also uh, a key point why I left church. I was in charge of their Facebook pages. I used to um, have a house of peace. So I was very like, you know, into like I, I changed in a way. So before that, my early 20s, <laughs> I um, when I turned 21, I started uh, going to a bar with my sister, you know, with my friends, going mm -hmm. clubbing or whatever. So that was me. I felt independent. I felt yeah. like I'm paying my bills. I'm, 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 I'm going to work. You know, my daughter is taken care of. I'm fine. Like, yeah. you know, that mentality. Like any, like most reasonable 21 year olds. Which, Phil. right. Don't mean it's right, but that's how I was feeling, yeah. you know? And um, with, with all that, then um, I fell into this relationship where um, it didn't get to physical. Well, I don't know if you call shaken physical abuse. To me, it it was it was the most I've ever gotten as physical abuse, and I wasn't gonna let it get any further. So when that relationship stopped, I that's when I got dedicated to God. Um, I wasn't trying to bring not just anybody into my daughter's life. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be. Um, you know, all godly or holy or anything. I just, I want, I needed a change and I did. Um, you know, I cried at, you know, I did an altar call. I cried and, you know, I started changing. I started um, changing so much that, you know, I stopped clubbing. I stopped drinking. I stopped, you know, doing all that fun stuff that, you know, we, we call fun, but um, it's really just a waste of time in my book now. But, um, you know, it, it's it, everyone's decisions to each his own. Mm -hmm. So, as I um, as I stopped doing that, you know, of course, the, the friends you hang out with, they kind of stop, you know, hanging around with you because now you're not, you know, going out clubbing and yeah. you're not doing this. So, you know, my circle got smaller and right. smaller and then that happened to me. And then I completely shut down from everybody. It took me a while to even hug my brother, um, probably close to a year of that having him next to me like he would be on that couch just like you are and i could be on this couch and he would want to hug me if he sees me crying but he wouldn't attempt because he knew you know where i was at mentally yeah so it, it took a lot yeah it took a toll on on a lot of relationships personal relationships um in that in that period of my life my sister didn't know how to be there for me and in that same period of my life she got with her husband which is who she's with now mm -hmm. which is shared in the story so it's kind of like i didn't shy away from however everybody else made me feel mm -hmm. because if i'm gonna write my truth i'm also gonna write my feelings which right. are my truth as well right. so however your experience is like that has nothing to do with how they feel that's it. right yeah. but i'm also not responsible of how you intake that yeah so right. and i think that's that's the part like you know i i'm very much at peace with however anybody else takes or however they they um feel in regards to reading the book because I know the purpose of it, and I know that I didn't lie. And any single page of that book is very much real. And if whoever want to go detail by detail, we could go detail by detail. <laughs> How long has it been out for now? Um, since September. So September? what? Uh, just three, four months. Uh, yeah, kind of. What What has been the reaction you've gotten from, it, especially from people you you grew up with or people that know you and didn't know a lot of this? Like, what's been, you know, 
Well, I'll share. Well, I shared you guys the one with my sister. Yeah, she, your sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a couple of uh, people that I grew up with, you know, purchased it. They supported, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" You know, um, actually, a person where I work actually purchased it, and he's like, "It's really good, like really good." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've read it, and she's impactful. You know, yeah. just speaking as a third party, she's been through a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, more than what you would think a 30-year-old would go through. Um, she doesn't shy away from anything. And it's very much conversational because my 29-year-old steps in, like, wherever I was talking about, like, my 9-year-old be like, well, this is this is what I would think now. And this is what I would, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And even if you flip it in the back, um, it says, like, you know, it's a shout out. If I ever hurt anybody. Come let me know. Yeah. Because yeah. believe me, I don't want nobody walking around and be like, she hurt me. No, come, come, come. Let's, yeah. let's heal. Let's heal together. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, a daily yeah, progress. <laughs> and, you know, for someone who's gone through what you've been through and still have your faith, that speaks volumes. Because so many people fall away. They never come back. But you're still praising God. And as a man of faith myself, it, it, may, it strengthens my own faith to hear Amen. that in someone. I get the name of the book now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you recommend like someone put their story out like this? Like, I mean, you know, sometimes some certain things aren't for everybody. You know, oh, like definitely. That. I'll tell you if um, there's a chapter in there called Richmond 2007. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys, you, we were talking about yeah. state of emergency and all that. Yeah. Um, that was a very impactful year in my life. Um, it had to do with my daughter's um, biological dad. Okay. And um, I actually, when I turned 18, I left to Mexico because he committed a crime. Oh. And me thinking that my daughter had to grow up with her dad because I didn't grow up with mine, mm-hmm. we left. So I spent six months of my life in Mexico. And um, my mom actually went out like a homeless person mm-hmm. with my picture, with my daughter, well, our picture. And she asked for money so she could buy my plane ticket. Because she herself, she didn't have money to afford a ticket, but she wanted to help, and that's what she did. So, February 11th of 2008, we came back. Wow. And since then, we haven't gone anywhere. Well, besides San Leandro, but yeah. in Richmond, yeah. So, you were in Mexico for, what, six months? Six months, yeah. Six months. And, and he, he stayed over there? For, for the time that he was alive, oh, okay. yes. Oh, oh. man. Sorry to hear that. That's that's a uh, that's and that's all in it's all, that's in all the details the right there. No, that's a very common thing. That's a common story. Like I, I mean, I grew up here too, and I, yeah. you know, something happens, and then you, and then you know, uh, in, in those years, I, I saw a lot of stuff go down. Like I mean, we, right. we we were talking about this with another guest, um, you know, Dante Clark. I like you know, we grew up in. Growing up in Richmond, we all suffer from PTSD. From oh, definitely. We, a lot of the thing, things we see, we've seen growing up. I remember <clears throat> witnessing at a very young age, like a shootout. And then I saw that same car that was, and I remember the song they were playing. And every time I hear that song, it takes me back to those memories of, of, of like, you know. That's of, trauma. Yeah, definitely. Blood and like yeah. the, the, the oh, type yeah. of gun. It's Spice One song. <laughs> oh my God. You could quote it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, it, yeah, I, it, it I don't know why, but I have it on my phone. <laughs> this is, but like you know, all those memories kind of stick with you, and then and then it's hard sometimes visiting certain places that you grew up. I'll going. give you an example. Um, where my sister lives now, I used to live there. 
um, the other day I was talking to one of my coworkers and he kind of mentioned the SWAT team, right? Mm -hmm. And that took me to a place in my life where yeah. the SWAT team was banging in the door and open up a SWAT. Yeah. And you're like, huh? you know, and I wasn't even 18 at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I could so relate to that because there's events in your life that are impactful. Some are traumatic, mm -hmm. you know, and um, they do. They, yeah. they, they take you there. And, you know, sometimes you're healed and you're past it, but sometimes you're not. And you're like, damn, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, so oh, go ahead, go ahead. so um you know you you are uh <laughs> officially among the uh you 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 are uh i'm trying to find the right word but you're prof at this point you're a writer you know it's just own <laughs> yeah, it you're a writer right. and soon and like as, i'm as gonna ask as soon as the first one printed of, <laughs> of all of the <laughs> of all of the questions that were that we have asked already of you and we're probably going to come up after this as a as a writer myself, I got to ask you something that's that is going to sound lame in comparison, but just for people listening out there who may be interested in writing something, what's your writing process like, yeah. or what was it like for writing this book? I, I know for me, like you know, just and not just process, but the motivation to get it done. Like I write scripts for Frost at Many Fears, you know, mm -hmm. which is what Phil and I, you know, at this point, it's well. It's me, Phil, and JD at this point. JD just joined the team this year, but you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I write my scripts, but mainly it's due to, oh, we're going to start filming in six months. Things have to get done, you know. But as far as for my own purposes, I have a novel that's eleven pages in, and it's been eleven pages for the last three years. <laughs> yeah. But so, what's your process like? And then, like, describe that motivation that helps you to get this done. You yes. know, that's, well, it's a work of art. You know, because me, I, me, I find I need deadlines. You know, I'm like, all right, got to be done next week. You know, G O D. <laughs> <laughs> April seventh of 2019. Leap of faith. Getting it answered, and fully, not feeling pain, like when. Did you have a deadline for yourself? I thought I did. Okay. I thought it was my son's birthday. I probably was just trying to be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wasn't done yet. And it shows in the book, it says, I thought I was done, but God wasn't done. Um, I felt motivated to do it because I understood why I went through everything I went through as a child, as a teenager, as a, as a parent, as me now, even the struggles now, um, you know, it has strengthened my faith. It has, um, you know, I started saying this a few months ago. Praise him even on the negative. Be positive even while you're negative. Whether it's negative bank account, negative attitude, whatever is negative that you have, be yeah. positive. Because we have that ability to switch it around. Yeah. We're not taught a lot. Like what we're actually supposed to be taught, we're not taught. How to, how to, how to speak to yourself, how to talk to yourself, how to motivate yourself. Heck, how to learn how to be yourself. Yeah. We're always like, I, it said, you know, I, I read about it. I speak about it. I grew up wanting to be like my sister. She wanted it to be, um, like what was popular. Right. Um, I didn't look that way. I didn't look that way. I didn't speak that way. So that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't accept myself for a while. And that was very, um, impactful because, um, then 
I wasn't spoken to as a young lady how you're supposed to like, hey, you know, you start growing, your body starts developing, boys are going to start looking at you, you know, they're going to want to start dating you. Hey, you know, don't open your legs because that's, you know, sacred, blah, 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 all of that stuff. My mom was a single parent and I understand her. And we actually just had this conversation a while ago and I told her you have nothing to apologize about because, you know, maybe she wasn't taught. Maybe being so busy trying to put food and clothes and everything, you know, for us, you you going to miss a thing or two. Yeah. And having yeah. an older sister, maybe she thought, hey, she has her. I don't know. You know, I don't know what was going, you know, through her mind at that time. But I do know that everything that I went through, I was meant to go through. Why? So I could be honest and speak about it and, and, and not be ashamed because I'm really not like we you could open that book and let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Because I'm really not like if anything, if you get anything from the book, I hope if anything from the book yeah. is just to have a personal relationship with God. I'm not talking about religion because I grew up going to a lot of different churches that were re religion and you have to be this way and you have to be that and be yourself. Sorry, <laughs> be yourself, but be your honest self. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. talking about that, that person you look in the mirror and then it starts talking in your head, that inner self that person once that person is healed and that person is 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 aligned with your your present now this is what you get mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like i mean through this is that when you met him your 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 spouse now or or did he kind of help get that out of you because sometimes that does affect he well our like relationship you're with, you know since you, i'm sorry who you surround yourself and stuff with oh. like not just a not just a partner since, since we started talking, uh, actually texting, talking, uh, it took us almost two years to actually go on a date. Hmm. I think, yeah, about a year and a half or something. Um, because, like I said, I wasn't just going to bring anybody to my daughter. Yeah. Nor was I looking for anybody, but we just clicked. I just felt so comfortable talking to him mm -hmm. and, you know, sharing that. It was more like a safe space. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And having gone through what I went through, let me let me let me take you back to that mentality I had. I was being honest, contemplating of even not ever being with the men mm. ever again, mm. ever again, yeah. Yeah. you know why? Because of what I went through and mm. how I felt and how that made me feel. And I, I was in a way growing hatred yeah. towards male strength right, and right. male power. Yeah. So I didn't want to be around it. But God, he works in such ways where he didn't, my husband didn't show me anything of that. He didn't show me no um, male macho, no testosterone, <laughs> you know, none of that. He just a he's, regular he's a person. Chimney. He's, he's that chimney Yeah, he's my provider. grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, I was able to be open with him. And as much as I got things out of him, you know, talk, talk to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I love to conversate. Um, that's how you get to know people. That's how you get to know, you know, the 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 real you, you know. Yeah. And um, I was very open since the jump. I was very open with him. I told him, you know, about, you know, my daughter's um, father. I told, you know, her about, I told him about my father. I told him about my family. Like, you know, everyone's family is dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Not, no, no family yeah, is no, perfect. You know, yeah. it's just different yeah. dysfunctions, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, um yeah it was um you know a lot of things like having my son kind of um made me um see a different picture in regards to my my dad yeah 
yeah. to my father. I didn't grow up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he left our family when I was two. Oh. So I don't have no memories, you know, uh-huh. at all. At all. My my sister and my brother, they do. Yeah. And even that, I didn't realize that I, I, I was resentful towards them and they probably don't know it because they haven't read it i was resentful towards them because they had that and i didn't oh i see you know so was is this one of your first experiences with a father like yeah having him so it's kind of like let me not let me not downplay my stepdad my mom oh i see see, yeah my mom had a boyfriend since i was three oh i see and they got married well actually i was their madrina their godmother i you know yeah (laughs) when i was 21 22 21 yeah 21 um i think it was around around there Mm. i um you know i took him to marin they got married or whatever but no he he actually um on my 15th birthday, I didn't have a quince. So he asked me, what do you want? I said, I want a pound of Seas Candies. So he bought me my chocolate <laughs> and gave me my bear hug. Um, he took me to get my driver's license. He took me to get my car. He, when I was young, I had to get my tonsils removed. And he rushed me to the doctor. Uh, what else? All these things. He was a, a my daughter's only grandparent. Mm. Um, oh, I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of things that he did. Yeah, yeah that qualifies him oh yeah for sure yeah no yeah it sounds like he really loved you like his own too he's he's still around oh he's not around oh man no and i didn't even get to say goodbye so i the but look how god works there's like a 10 page uh, chapter in that book yeah yeah where i allow myself to call him dad right and i i express everything that i never did yeah not now y'all got me over here crying (laughs) you know what welcome to the voice party (laughs) i just i just did the same because i just had an uncle who passed away last year i'm sorry and i and i had a phone call i've shared this on the on on one of the episodes i had a phone call with him and that was the last phone call i had with him and i don't know that was gonna be the last phone call and i felt like right then there like had this weird feeling like i want to say i love you or something because he already had cancer everywhere and and i just felt it and i didn't say it and then like ugh. but then he stayed th- with it yes yeah he that was the last time i spoke to him because that later on that week he passed and um a few weeks after that i saw another one of my close uncles pass away um, oh, a few wow. mu- uh, months after that but one thing that i whenever i i think about them here and there i'll be here and i'll start crying you know i think because i lost them a few months apart from each other and then a few months after that i lost my dog so it was wow. one thing i think about I had a friend who came over the other day. He visited me on the anniversary of one of our f- friend's <laughs> deaths. And he was tore up. He was drunk. He was high. He was going through a lot of emotions. And he just came over unannounced and said, you know, man, I'm just thinking a lot about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and we sat and we cried together for a bit. And I told him, you know what, dude? Like, everything you feel is, is a, it's like a, <laughs> I call it like a hangover of love that you had. <laughs> you know, like. It's an effect mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All this, if I didn't feel this, like you know, that means the love wasn't real. Yeah. So, but I'm grateful every time I feel sad mm-hmm. for for loved ones that aren't here no more. But uh, with that sadness, just make sure you're allowing yourself to let go. Oh because yeah. Because sometimes we yeah. we get those emotions and feelings, but we don't do anything about it. Right. So then when they come and back we around, drink it off or we yep. There you yep. go, and you just band aid. Yep. And it's not fully uh, actual, you know what? Okay, I need to release this. Yeah. I need to let it go. I just, I can't keep it. Yep. It does something to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. and it's good to let it, what you, like like you said, because someone someone who 
didn't i mean i don't know i i, I kept hearing this at, at one point like you know oh you're gonna get over it eventually like i don't even want to get over it eventually I, I get it you're gonna just have to get used to not having them around and that's all because you're still gonna feel that no matter what yeah. however old you get however yeah. years pass you're gonna find new loves and whatever you know but mm-hmm. i don't think you're supposed to get over someone like absence especially if they were connected to your Definitely. soul you know it's i think it's lessons yeah. It's yeah. not absences at all. It's lessons that we learn, um, yeah. even with the people, you know, the, mm-hmm. the a lot or little time that we get with them. That's why they say you don't take nobody for granted. And you always have to be appreciative, even if it's five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. you know, because every person, I believe, is meant to cause some kind of impact in your life, yeah. whether it's good, bad, whether you missed it, yeah. you know. It's yeah. it's still there, oh, yeah. you know, and, and and I'm a firm believer of if we don't learn a lesson, we're gonna replay it and replay it until we learn it. Yeah, yep. because there's a mm-hmm. message in it. And there's you know there's a lesson in everyone and like in everything for us. And sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you are a lesson for someone. That's right. You That's that, right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. So I you know I'm I'm really interested in reading this. Like, where can we? Where can we buy this? I know you mentioned it earlier, but I wanted yeah, to say this because um, I, I know you said it's available on Amazon, mm-hmm. but it. How can I get it from you directly? Definitely. Um, you could. Well, I have Instagram. It's at left-handed underscore 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 three oh, underscores, three underscores. <laughs> okay. and um or you could just look up delightful war i believe it comes under each queen united in progress mm-hmm. um it's 25 the hard copy and it's um signed and if i know you or you know we've interacted mm-hmm. then you know i write a little something okay you know yeah um awesome <laughs> yeah no i i, I definitely want to check this out um what i wanted to to ask you is 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 there another one in the works that you want to <laughs> like i mean because this is a lot from but like you know you're the second person that asked me that actually someone said where's the sequel is yeah. it is it in you know and i and i was you know i thought to myself like huh you know like i said i i for one didn't even think i was gonna be an author you right, know yeah, yeah. um but i'll tell you you know what i said because i genuinely feel it um if there's more one to add to this one, mm-hmm. it, it will be added. Oh, yeah. Or if there's a different one, then, you know, I'm sure you guys will hear about it. I'll probably post about it or anything. But as at the moment, I want to focus on, um, I want to make, I don't know what it is yet, but definitely speaking out and, yeah. and um, allowing, you know, a safe space and place, you know, for people, you know, to, to, um, just be able to 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 talk mm-hmm. and be able to express themselves without you know a backlash or without being judged or without you you know looking people looking at you funny you know like because everybody hurts differently mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and not everybody understands everybody's hurt yep you know so yeah, yeah. no i yeah, everyone's own it's it's weird cuz like whenever you whenever like you go out for help you go out for help with someone that doesn't even know what you're going through and everything that you need to help yourself is already in you. That's right. You know, so That's I mean, right. it, so I, man, I, I, uh, <laughs> like a lot of the stuff you mentioned was, was, um, it's kind of heavy, you know, to hear and like, to <laughs> see sorry. how, no, 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 no. But I pre, you know, it's to, to coming from both you guys, like you guys are both, you know, raised sunshines walking around. And then, <laughs> Thank you. And then this, this, 
Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a go. perfect name. Delightful <laughs> war. Which you're winning. <laughs> you're winning this war. Man. Trying. Progress daily. <laughs> Bounce off something you said. It's right. Like the things that that will heal you are are in you. That's right. But you know, uh, any good therapist will tell you that most of what they do is listen. Yeah. Right? And just for those folks out there who may be wondering how they could help someone with the pain they have and maybe they they may not know exactly because you know everyone's pain is different just listening to your friends and family expunge about their pain can bring about that healing process because you know yeah it's inside of you but you need someone to like bounce that off of let it home right you know and i you know i'm i'm pretty sure everybody sitting here has been that ear for somebody you know at some point shout outs to the listeners man (laughs) that's right all four of you (laughs) (laughs) like three of them are from canada right that's how it was most of our fans are canadian (laughs) what what's what's uh like an uh like overall message you wanted uh to let out today i know you 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 shared yours i always like to do this like what's what's like what you want people to you know, are you open to people reaching out to you if they, oh, yeah. if they want to talk about, you know, because that, that's happened to some of my other you guests know, with, with listeners. Yeah. I, I'd be honest. You know, I'm not no therapist. Yeah. 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 But um, if I could help you in any way. Yeah. In any way. In, believe me. On Instagram. Um, on, you yeah. You could to, you could DM me. Um, You know, I don't have all the answers in the, in the yeah. world either. You know, um, you know where you can if you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you mine. Mm-hmm. Fold knees prayer 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 mm-hmm. you know um again i'm not trying to sell no religion i'm not trying to you know none of that um i truly believe that um you know um like you said what's in you got placed and i think that it because of everything see to bottle it up we're all a light right mm-hmm. we're all a spirit but because of everything that we go through in our lives yeah that light keeps getting dim mm-hmm. and dim but we don't know it because we're kids then we're teenagers and we're trying to figure out life and we're trying to figure out ourselves. But then you add on everything you go through as a kid and everything that impacted your life. Yeah. And then now you're this teenage adult and you kind of don't know yourself because of everything you've been through and you think you're supposed to be this way, but that's not really you. So I want people to get to know themselves get to know that little person that used to be joyful and happy about the world all the time you know that eight-year-old nine-year-old i tell you in the book it says i fell in love with god when i was nine i would go evangelize knocking everybody's door hey do you know jesus like do you know where you would go if you would die today and i would know the book of life and well i was in a baptist church so they had the Mm. the plan of salvation or something like that so Mm. i would i would know every verse to the back of my head and i would be so happy with my dresses and pumped up and but where was she at 13 you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where was she at 20? Yeah. You know, and and back at 29, we meet again. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell you, uh, man, how a relationship with God is the best thing I could say. Um, it's the best way I could point people. Well, you don't want to call him God, call him Yahweh. You don't want to call him Yahweh. A lot of people call him Allah. A lot of people call him different names because I do believe that. The universe I've heard call it. The yeah, universe yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is my own personal belief every Mm. the gods of different religions is the same god but that's just me Mm -hmm. you know so that's why yeah so i'll leave that at that (laughs) no that's 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 been a fascinating story and i i 
I will definitely be checking this out. Thank, Thank you, you for bringing it in so I can, you know, look at it. and Definitely. Uh, yeah, um, but that's, man, the powerful, like, <laughs> the strong, strong story and a very enlightening interview. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, um, you know, I appreciate you like being that open with us. Of course. And, 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 that's what and, it's and, about. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to say. Thank you for bringing it. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope our listeners who are, who hear this episode yeah. can, you know, not just not just go out and buy the book, but also find some sort of inspiration in themselves oh, yeah, to sure, follow suit, some healing. Yeah. And if you want some healing, buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. That's been the Voice Party. We're out. Thank you.